Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from beautiful Escazú, Costa Rica, where it has been an absolutely gorgeous day, thankfully, finally. Uh, it, the last few days have been very windy and chilly and kind of unusually cool for this time of year in Costa Rica, or for Costa Rica in general. So <laughs> um, it was clear, it was beautiful, and actually I think we have a clear night and we can see some stars for a change. But... What are the stars doing? Well, it is January the 17th, 2021, and uh, we've got some very, very interesting things ahead, and you're going to say, wow, Deb, that's the way it's been the last few weeks. Hey, um, and it doesn't stop, and it's not going to. You know, Jupiter-Saturn is still with us, and even though it happened on December 21st, this is an aspect that sets off trends, that sets off you know, a point in your life for the next 20 years. And it sets off something in the collective for the next several years. And Jupiter and Saturn are going to be together, really together, together in conjunction in the same place in the Zodiac um, for through February. And then they'll start to separate because Jupiter's a faster moving planet. Now this is again, abundance, Jupiter, optimism, Jupiter, versus, you know, conservatism, Saturn, maybe some pessimism, Saturn. And they are talking to us in a way that they only talk to us once every 20 years. And in Aquarius, in fact, once every, <laughs> it was 800 years ago that they got together there. So this is a very interesting, very interesting relationship. Now, um, Maybe people who listen or have been saying, well, well, you know, I don't know what's going to happen for me and I haven't seen anything yet and it, and it feels like the same thing every week and it is right now the same thing every week. But remember, it's setting off a trend in your chart. So where you have Aquarius is where you need to be an innovator and, a, and someone who is um, developing, you know, something innovative. Say it, say it lands in a house that requires new skills like your workhouse. It's like an innovation of your skills at work. Um, now, one of the things that I have said, and I continue to say, is that there is always, with Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions, the passing of one avatar to another avatar. Oftentimes it's very obvious. Sometimes it takes years. Um, we don't we don't really know until we know. And I could sit here and say, yeah, you know, nothing happened. Well, that's what I said a year ago. It's like, ah, Jupiter, uh, Saturn, Pluto. Hey, man. Well, that wasn't so bad. And then COVID hit, right? So like I was going along with my life and Jupiter, I'm sorry, Saturn, Pluto hit. And, you know, it was like a month and like nothing was going on. And then, you know, a few weeks later, boom. Oh, this is Saturn, Pluto. So this is the nature of astrology. You know, my teacher used to call it the fallacy of the partile aspect, which means the fallacy in thinking things are going to happen immediately the day that they happen. So just because Jupiter and Saturn got together on December 21st doesn't mean that, well, nothing's happened. It's happening. We're in it. We, you know, the revolution will not be televised. <laughs> you know, the revolution actually was televised <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. So, so, you know, this is, there is some revolution going on in each of our lives and there is some dramatic revolution and there's some dra dramatic revolution going on in the world. We may not see it just yet. Now, when these Jupiter Saturn things happen, like, okay, so now we, we've got in the United States, you guys are having an inauguration on 
you know, Wednesday. And Jupiter-Saturn is part of that. So there's some revolution in that. And we don't know what that's going to bring about. And that day is particularly hot. And, you know, I know other astrologers are writing about it. And I've talked about it with the students I'm teaching. And it is a bit of a concerning day astrologically. You know, the Jupiter-Saturn forebodes one thing, especially since the sun is always in Aquarius at the inauguration. And, you know, Jupiter and Saturn are with the sun. So we've got four planets in Aquarius during the inauguration, which is a lot of electrical revolutionary energy in one area of the zodiac on an inauguration. Meanwhile, the planet that rules Aquarius is Uranus, and it's in the sign of Taurus. And Uranus just can't handle being in Taurus. It just, it obviously goes through there because it's there now, but it's gone direct last week and it, it was retrograde since August. So what, like I said last week, what has been going on since August? What did you live with since August? That's changed in your life. Well, now it's going to start going forward and it's going to move into different degrees of the Zodiac, move further until this coming August, move further along in Taurus. And Taurus is an earth sign. It is the most earthiest of the earth signs. It doesn't get earthier, more stubborn, more determined in a methodical way than Taurus, okay? And Uranus just doesn't fly with that. Uranus wants revolution. Uranus wants upheaval. Uranus wants earthquakes. You know, it's Taurus. It's Earth and, oh, a chaotic planet. Let's see. That's, a, that's an earthquake. But it's not just having Uranus there. Mars is going to meet with Uranus. Now, Mars doesn't like being in Taurus either. So the two of them together generally are an explosive combination, but they are together on the 20th of January. And they are making aspect to Jupiter because Uranus and Jupiter are talking to each other today. More on that in a minute. Now, this means that all those planets in Aquarius, and I said this last week, all the planets in Aquarius, which are innovative and technological and revolutionary, are challenging the planets that are in Taurus, which are, you know, revolutionary as well. But Taurus is a more traditional sign. And you are feeling tensions in your life that are relative to that. Like last week I said, well, I'm outside with the technology. I'm in nature with the technology. Boom, there you go. There's the combination of Aquarius and Taurus. Um, I am, you know, living, um, you know, and watching this because, you know, I'm an Aquarius and I feel all of this very strongly and I'm, Feeling the, feeling the pangs of intensity and revolution. And some people said to me, well, you know, it feels the same as last week. Well, yeah, to some degree, yeah, because it's just not, the intensity is just not stopping. It's just more and more and more and more the same. The 20th is no exception. And my concern about the 20th is that there are very volatile aspects going on that day. Now, that does not mean that day they are absolutely going to happen. Could be the day before, could be the day after, could be the chart of the moment. There's an important event happening in, in the United States that day. There is an inauguration. All right, there's been enough revolution about that and non-smooth transition about that, and it's showing up in the chart. So there, this is a revolutionary moment for the United States because they're going to start having their Pluto return. Um, 
And that's a huge transformation. That's like, you know what it's like to have your Saturn return if you've turned 29. You know that there's like a, a, a moment. You know, there's this moment of arrival. Pluto coming around the zodiac and reaching its place only happens to countries, you know, and cities and stuff. And that was, that's a huge, huge, huge transformation in the reputation of the United States. So we're not even there yet. That's not even part of this. But what's happening is the inauguration has an enormous, enormously volatile chart. And it, I don't like to say that someone's going to have something happen to them. But I think that probably after a couple weeks ago, they are going to take some extra precautions at the Capitol, I would imagine. And it portends a revolutionary presidency on some level. So we can hope that what you are experiencing up, up there, up north, is going to be something profoundly revolutionary in a way that was, that is um, going to be for the betterment of everyone, that is advancement, that is innovative. That's what this chart can show you but it is somewhat explosive and it is dynamic and intense. And so there's more dynamic, intense aspects coming this week and there just happens to be a major event in the United States going on at the same time. So for those of us who do not live there and who are not having that profound day connecting with huge astrology aspects, um, we are experiencing something different. We are experiencing maybe some tensions and some irritations and some aggravations in our lives. And again, watch your head, keep your head, drive carefully. Don't react if you don't have to, you know, catch yourself in your reactions. You know, it's a day to get triggered. It really is. It's Mars and Uranus are really a volatile thing. And when I've had, when we had a few years ago, 2018, I'll never forget it. There was an eclipse and Aquarius and with Mars and it squared Uranus. And guess what? There was an earthquake here. Yeah. And Uranus was in Taurus. And yeah, there was an earthquake. We had, I'm sitting here and almost at the very moment of the, of the eclipse, there was an earthquake. So, hey, in my land where I live, there could be an earthquake <laughs> and it's not and I sit here with a chuckle, but because it, it sounds so, um, you know, like cliched, but it's, it's, there's some explosive, intense energy ready to pop in your life. And if you're smart, you'll use it for an epiphany, for a release of tension, for a release of old traumas, for healing your life. That's the best use of this energy. And for innovation, for a brilliant idea, for an, for the biggest epiphany, use it. This is powerful energy. So, you know, you don't have to sit around and get angry at your spouse because they didn't take the trash out and because you just got triggered um, because they didn't listen to you when they were driving somewhere. And you're like, oh, I told you not to come this way, you know, because whatever, don't lose your head. Um, Jupiter is the planet of abundance. It's the planet of expansion. It is today making a challenge to the planet Uranus. And this is adding the explosiveness to the whole thing. Jupiter just makes things bigger. So if you're 
annoyed or triggered, you might get really triggered, or you can laugh it off, use Jupiter to laugh it off. Jupiter can go either way. All planets can go either way. If I sit here today and I have Jupiter Uranus happening in front of me, I say, well, I'm going to use this and do something kind of unusual and fun. And that's what we did today. And if it happens that I like what I did or I was creative, I used my creative energy today, well, then perhaps I can learn from this experience and continue to use this creative energy in a, in a very positive way. Again, this is, this is epiphany time, you know, Uranus went direct, Jupiter is making a challenging relationship to it. This is all like ready. We're ready to pop. Each of us is ready to pop on something. So pop in a good way, pop in an innovative way. Don't, don't pop because you're annoyed because, you know, you broke the, the third wine glass and now you don't have a perfect set. <laughs> or because, you know, your spouse forgot to pick up trash bags at the store. <laughs> or whatever, you know, don't let the little things, don't sweat the small stuff. Um, if you are sweating the small stuff, it means that something bigger is going on and you need to address it. And it's subconscious. And so Uranus is a collective planet and it is also, you know, any of those outer planets definitely have something to do with our subconscious. So if you're working with yourself therapeutically, if you're working with someone therapeutically, remember this as you are working, that this is a week to discover and uncover and unearth stuff. Unearth, that's Jupiter squaring Uranus and Mars, okay? And this is all, it's like a major unearthing, digging up. Maybe it's a past trauma. Maybe it's a talent that you have that you need to address that you haven't, that you've been pushing down. You know, maybe, you know, if you're dis discomforting, if you feel dis and remember last week I said find the comfort. It's not a lot of comfort in the skies right now, you know. Um, it's, we've got to look and find comfort. A lot of us are eating to go comfort, <laughs> to get comfort. Sometimes that's not the best way to handle it. But in any event, um, Jupiter squares Uranus today and we expand Jupiter on our, uh, epiphanies, Uranus on our, um, brilliance, on our genius, on our innovation. And wherever you can find that in your life, allow it, allow it to bubble to the surface. Don't hold back either. That doesn't mean, it doesn't mean like, just because I said, don't get, you know, angry with your spouse. That doesn't mean if you, there's a real reason to be angry and there is a real reason they shouldn't talk it out, you know, and confront it, but don't hold back. If you really feel like you have to pop, just don't misplace it. Don't put it someplace. It doesn't belong. You know, don't put it on someone who doesn't deserve it. Don't put it on the cat when it belongs on the dog. <laughs> don't put it on the cat when it belongs on your husband or something. So, um, or your sister-in-law, your mother, whatever. Um, your boss. Anyway, um, figure that out. And Jupiter allows us to figure it out. Jupiter is, again, the light, the light and the illumination, the ability to illuminate what might be hidden from us. So we're unearthing things. So the sun changes signs on Tuesday the 19th. It goes into Aquarius in the afternoon, Eastern time, Central time. 
um, early afternoon Pacific time. It's a really profound relationship because we already have Jupiter, Saturn, and Mercury in Aquarius, and now the sun joins them. So now we've got what is known as a stellium, four planets in Aquarius. And that is a lot of electrical, eclectic, revolutionary, brilliant, innovative, crazy, chaotic energy, all squaring the planet of chaos, Uranus. And this is a time when, you know, we got to just roll with it. We can't, we can't really stop the, you know, if the volcano is going to erupt, let it erupt. Um, just try to, you can't control this kind of stuff. And use it to the best of your ability. Use it to have an epiphany, as I said. But when um, we have this event this week, um, when you have your inauguration in the United States, you know, um, this is, you know, we've, it occurs under a void moon. It occurs with those planets, the void moon and the Uranus Mars in the 12th house, the time for Washington, DC at noon anyway. Now that's, I'm not entirely certain when it's going to happen. I think it usually has to happen by noon. And if, you know, that's, it's a noon chart, that means that we are looking at, um, something that is, uh, you know, behind the scenes, something behind the scenes. Twelfth house in that chart is something unseen. So there's things going on that we don't know about. And the, the cluster of the planets at Aquarius are at the top of the chart or toward the, the very top, meaning the, the public and the, um, the reputation. So the reputation of this this team of people that are coming in now. So this is going to set the tone for the next four years. Um, one of the things about Jupiter-Saturn is, you know, it often brings in, like I said earlier in what I've been saying all along, an old avatar out, a new avatar in. In 1960, 1961, John Kennedy was inaugurated under Jupiter-Saturn. And you know what happened there. Um, so I would say that even though it took two and a half years before anything really, um, surfaced, um, it was, he was the end of the, that old avatar. And it was an interesting thing because people really admired him and his wife as sort of a fresh new energy, um, at that time. Um, but a new avatar came forward and that was John Lennon. And so it's not always obvious and it's not always immediate. And, you know, John Lennon was a Jupiter-Saturn birth and he rose to popularity and fame just about that time. You know, 61, 62, 63, huge, huge, huge 1963 and 1964. And he was the new voice of the people. And that changed culture in a big way. They really contributed to the collective shifts in culture back then. And then, of course, you know, when we had a Jupiter-Saturn in 1980, um, he left us. And so his time as Avatar was over. Um, and so it goes, you know, these are the kind, that's a, that's a clear example. Um, they're not always easy to see. Um, but it is the end of one thing and the beginning of something else. So... 
when we are looking at our week ahead, we have a lot of Mars action. So Mars is talking to Uranus, you know, and it's talking to, it's going to talk to Jupiter. Remember what happened back in August. So August, September, October, Mars was in Aries. It made all those relationships with the COVID cluster, the three planets in Capricorn. I've said this a thousand times. And that was tense and hard and complicated and difficult and in innovative in some ways, and it was just a road to climb, okay? It was combative in some ways. And then it went retrograde in September, went backwards. And we've heard this story. I tell it practically every week. <laughs> it went backwards, and then Uranus um, um, had been re retrograded in August. So, so it was another part of the story back in August. Um, so there was stories back in August. Uranus just went direct the other day. Mars is now finishing its relationship. It, again, it hit Pluto at, by Christmas and it, now it's going to, it's now finally ending the story. It's squaring Jupiter this week on the 22nd Friday. And when it does that Friday afternoon, Eastern time, um, it, it means that the story that started in August is finally finishing, but it's got a different twist. It's a different ending than we expected. So there's there's stuff that's going on for you. Think about your August, think about your September, think about your October, what was going on. And now things are just sort of unraveling and maybe you're gonna get some answers about what you started back then or how you started it or the next big step forward is happening now. So, Deep breath, deep breath. The other thing that's happening is that, and I said this in my Instagram the other day, um, you are, we are all in an intense, intense period. The North Node is in Gemini, the South Node's in Sagittarius. South Node is where old habits die hard, where things are, um, you know, all are, are sort of vortex we want to go right back into, <laughs> the place that we want to go and, and, be with our familiar traits as opposed to the North Node, which challenges us to be, you know, take the high road instead of the familiar road that feels safe and is unfulfilling. The North Node is more fulfilling in, in communication. Gemini. What's interesting about this is everything in the Zodiac, all the planets right now are on one side of the Zodiac. And they're between the North Node and the South Node, meaning that everything is falling between Sagittarius and Gemini. Occasionally, the moon passes through on, you know, the other signs like, you know, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio. But for the most part, everything is happening Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, Aries, Taurus, till Gemini. And that's it. And that's going to be it for a while. Now, that is, as I said on Instagram the other day, Imagine getting a pizza and you're sharing it with a bunch of friends and there's this big pizza and only one side has cheese and the other side has prosciutto, tomato, cheese, uh, green peppers, black olives, sausage, pepperoni, the works, right? So the works are all happening on the one side of the pizza. If you eat one slice of that pizza, that's probably like intense and filling and I, you know, you just can't eat anymore, right? Think about it and <laughs> it's always food with me. Um, think about it that way. 
You just have a slice of pizza that has just cheese on versus the works. The works are happening on the one side of the zodiac that includes the end of the zodiac and the beginning of the zodiac. So that means like the last signs, Aquarius, Pisces, and all, they're getting, they're getting all the planets. And Aries, Taurus, those are getting all the planets, the new stuff, the, the beginning of the zodiac. All of that intensity lies there. And you know if there's only one half of the zodiac talking in an intense language. And it's only, it's not spread out. It's not evenly dispersed. The pizza only has half fillings and the other half cheese. It's not evenly dispersed. What does that say? One side is heavier than the other. One side is lopsided. The other is not. We feel lopsided right now. And all of the energy is happening, you know, in air signs, in um, earth signs, not a whole lot in fire. It's all thinking and producing. <laughs> and all the thinking that we're doing, all this thinking, all this Aquarius and analyzing and overanalyzing and, and, you know, complications, it's really something that is unusual, unheard of. And this is why every week it's a new story. It's a new story in the paper. Every week, look at the paper. One week is like a huge headline. The next week is a huge headline. This week, a huge headline. And what could, what more could happen? Well, that's the thing about Aquarius. Who knows? We don't know. And we have to stay comfortable in what's unknown. And that ain't easy because we want to control everything. Pluto's in Capricorn. It wants to control everything. It wants to control. It wants, you know, to make the rules. It wants the rules established. It wants, you know, stuff's in Taurus. We want security. It ain't happening. Don't expect security. Don't expect to just, like, go along without some wrench thrown in your week, your day, your whatever. Something weird comes out of the woodwork. Now, if you're staying in touch with your life and you're finding that you are synchronistic with your life and you are finding synchronicities are touching your life, then you're in sync. Then you're listening to the call of the universe. Then you're listening to the quantum field. Then you're in, in touch with that. So what gets you there? Huh? Well, you could do ayahuasca <laughs> or you could meditate, which I always recommend. And meditation is always a great way to just get into the field, get out of yourself, get the mind out of the body and flip the switch off and tune in to just consciousness. The more you tune in to consciousness, the more you're going to find synchronicity in your life. The more you tune into your heart, the more you tune into what's not known and being okay with what's not known. Therefore, you don't have to worry. You're just you're just going to go with the flow. You're okay with the unknown. And when something happens and there's another huge headline in the paper, you're like, okay, all right, it's, I'm not going to let it keep me up at night. I'm not going to let it upset me. I'm not going to be on the phone to my friends going, did you hear this? Can you believe this? You know, it's just, it's just going to be like this for a while. And nothing is going to come out of that lopsided pizza till March. Okay, the pizza's lopsided till March, all right? So the intensity continues in one area, in six signs of the zodiac, half the zodiac, till March. And then we're going to get through this, 
you know, piece by piece, one by one. Once we're comfortable in the unexpected, the unknown, then we're going to get a lot, a lot more uh, skilled at navigating. And last week I said, we're going to live weirdly ever after. And that's Aquarius. <laughs> so yeah, like, let the weirdness come, let it come. Say, bring it on, bring it on. Because if you let, let the universe bring it on and you don't resist, none of it is going to freak you out. You're just going to say, just let me have it. Let bring it on. I want new energy. I want the innovative. I want the unexpected. Who wants to live in the expected? Who wants to live constantly in the, in the known? Don't keep going back to what's so familiar because your life will just keep repeating itself. Same old, same old. Who wants that, right? Why do you want to be just comfortable? Um, so you want to ride that wave. People come to Costa Rica so they can go surfing, you know, and they, the surf is crazy here. Some places you're, they don't let you in the water. So some people are experts at doing that. They're navigating the waves. That's what we all have to do right now. Navigate the waves. Navigate the, the wild electrical current of Aquarius. And that's a wave. Um, waves, particles are reality. Waves are the field. It's energy. And what we are navigating is the field. We want to navigate the field, the, the energy, the wave, the, the, you know, just become that wave in the quantum field and you will navigate this. You get there through paying attention to consciousness, to setting aside the ego, to meditating, to getting past, um, to getting past your, yourself and what goes on in your conscious mind every day. So <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the 60s. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little groovy, right? You know, um, in 1962, there was a cluster, a big stellium of planets in Aquarius in January and February of 1962. And there are people who were born with that and they live with that every day. And so there will be people born this week and the next coming weeks as we live with, you know, clusters of planets in Aquarius. And they will be brilliant. They will be brilliant and weird and different. And you don't expect them to, con to be conformist. So think in nonconformist waves, ways. Ride that wave of the quantum field and just go with it and flow with it and be innovative and expect anything and live comfortably in the unknown. I am Deb McBride. This is the Golden Astrologer Podcast. And if you'd like a session with me, you can do that by going to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, clicking on book online, and you, it will be taken to a page where you can make a choice of what you would like to book. I am on Instagram, The Golden Astrologer, and I'm on Twitter, at Deb Astrology. And you can also order astrocartography reports from my website. And I'm here on Sundays, and I wish you a beautiful, beautiful Aquarian week. Happy Aquarius. That starts on Tuesday the 19th. And I will see you next week, the 24th, which is a special day for me. So... <laughs> <laughs> just give it away um and i will wish you a beautiful week and much much gratitude for listening love to all thank you